My name is Sarah Fennell, and since 2009, I have been on a rocket ship of personal growth and life mastery. From quitting my career as a dental hygienist and launching an online business, to becoming an international fitness and magazine cover model, to finding the love of my life, my twin flame, and building a business together, to dealing with chronic illness and suffering from breast implant illness, along with managing bipolar disorder. It has not been easy. I've been in a cycle of losing myself and finding myself for over a decade. But I've come to understand that this is life. I am never afraid to give up the good, to go for great, and constantly reinvent myself to have an extraordinary life. I am a seeker, and I invite you on a journey with me to become the best version of yourself, to live your best life. This is the Fulfillment Project Podcast. Welcome back to the Fulfillment Project Podcast. I have a guest, Lisa Simone Richards. Hello, Lisa. Sarah, it's always so fun to have conversations with you. And I love that we have literally meant to start recording like 15 minutes ago, but we just started talking. I know, I know. We get jamming. Um, It's interesting because you are the only one on my show who's been on for the third time other than Joe. Yeah. (laughs) Repeat, baby. I'm so excited. Thank you. Yeah. So we had you on back in 2018, I believe it was, um, chatting about PR and, and you know, uh, a lighter conversation than what we're, than what we're going to get into today. And then last June, we had an awesome conversation around, you know, race and equality and really trying to level that playing field. Um, so anybody listening to this, uh, go search Lisa in my podcast because we've had some great conversations in the past. Yes. And that's why we keep talking more and more. Yes. Yes. So our conversation today, um, I love, you know, before we hit record, we were just saying how you and I do something very similar, but they're so complementary in terms of getting visibility, building authority, and ultimately getting the word out about what you do in your business, which is the ultimate thing, right? You can have the best product, the best service, but if no one knows who the heck you are, that doesn't even matter. So before we dive into all that, can you just refresh our listeners on who Lisa is, what you do, and a bit of your background? Of course. I'm so happy to do that. So thank you again for having me, Sarah. Uh, For everyone who's listening, my name is Lisa Simone Richards. I'm a PR and visibility strategist, and I help online coaches get more exposure for their business without necessarily being on social all day. So I want to make sure if you are using social media, you're also using it in a smart way that's going to help amplify you and get you in front of more people, not just constantly marketing to your existing audience. Mm -hmm, Which is so key. And I think now more than ever, there is so much more competition. And I mean, I even heard two years ago that the online coaching space was going to explode. And then obviously COVID hit and so many people had to pivot to the online space that there's so much noise out there, like so much noise out there. And so what exactly is it that you do for clients that's different than social media? Yeah. Okay. So here's what I'm a huge fan of. I'm a big believer in borrowing other people's audiences. So here's the thing. Somebody out there has a group of your ideal client, whether it's a thousand, 10,000, tens of thousands of people that could be in a Facebook group, in a mastermind, it could be at a live or virtual event, or it could be a traditional outlet like a television show or a magazine. So what I want people to do is figure out, okay, I already have a message that I'm sharing on my own platforms, but theirs is bigger. 
how do I get access to their platform to share my message with their audience and then bring people back into my space? So that's what I really, really love to help people do. Um, it's just a way to go further faster. So you have a choice. You can grow slowly one by one organically posting, or you can fast track it and be like, okay, that person has a huge group of my people. How can I figure out who the gatekeeper is? How can I position myself with a way of value so that they invite me to come in and speak or create content and share, and then actually bring people back into my world. Mm -hmm. Love it. Love it. And so obviously as coaches, we want to get the word out about what we do. Marketing is obviously it's, it's standard. It's a staple in every business. And, you know, when we think about marketing, there's email marketing, someone could have a blog or a podcast, a content channel. And then there's obviously social media, which I believe every business should at least have some type of a social media platform. The problem I'm seeing nowadays and maybe you can elaborate on this, is the landscape is so competitive and there's so much noise out there and anyone can start creating social media content. And the thing I'm seeing with my clients is that it's such a level playing field now that how do you actually stand out and actually be seen as an authority for what you do versus, you know, someone who just puts their content out. Cause like, we're all experts, right? Like we all, we all know what we, what, what we do really well and, and our area of expertise, but how do you level up that playing field for yourself? And so, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to share, this is where third-party endorsements really matter. So think about the distinction between advertising and PR. Advertising is saying, hey, look at me, I'm awesome. Hey, look at this car. It's got this many like horsepower and all these features on it. You should check it out. Then there's third-party endorsements or public relations when you have somebody saying, hey, Sarah's an amazing coach. You need to go check out her programs. That has a really a much heavier weight. We all know how to scroll past an ad, whether it's while we're driving on the highway, flipping through a magazine, or going through our newsfeed. What you want to do is powerfully show up as the content and borrow somebody else's authority. So for example, let's just be super clear. Sarah has a podcast and the listeners trust, trust Sarah. That's why you're here listening to this show. I get an opportunity to come here, have a conversation with, with Sarah, create value for you as a listener. And I'm borrowing the fact that you trust Sarah and that trust is now extending to me. Sarah wouldn't bring on somebody who didn't know what they were talking about. So by virtue, you're trusting me to tell you a little bit about how to get publicity. So think about your own consumer behavior. If you're going to try a new restaurant, if you're going to buy a Peloton or whatever it might be, you're going to do the Googling research. Sarah was saying how important it is to have a social media presence. I'm somebody who honestly doesn't love being on Instagram all day. That's my truth. I don't think there's even a picture of getting engaged with the Eiffel Tower up on there. That's how little I'm on. I care to be on it. But, but what I recognize with my own consumer behavior, if I'm looking to buy something, go to a restaurant, I'm checking their Instagram account. And that's influenced how I'm showing up on Instagram because I realize people are doing the same thing to me. So it's absolutely pivotal to have that presence. But who do you have saying that you're amazing? Because that's what people really trust. And one thing that I think about, even as a publicist, so I've been doing this for over 20 years, and the landscape has changed so much. Back in the day, it was all about getting in certain magazines and huge logos. Let's have some more truth telling. I'm a publicist who has no subscriptions to newspapers or magazines. I do not have cable television, but I am a woman over 30. And if you have clients who are over that market, when I land on someone's website and I see it's featured on women's health, shape, self, while I might not be picking up those titles anymore, 
instantly in my head, I know that this is someone that I can trust. This isn't just another nobody who's like, oh yeah, I'm a trainer. Like, that's great. But now I know that you are the trainer because these people have trusted you. So within a second of landing on your Instagram bio, when I see you've been featured on these places or I land on your website, that changes my behavior and really importantly, my perception of you. So I think what people really need to consider is how am I being perceived by others? Am I just another coach or am I being perceived as one of the elite coaches. And those are the people that we're lining up to work with, taking our credit cards out to work with. That's how you need to position yourself. It's just not enough to be like, I'm really good at what I do. And I coach people. It, it just doesn't cut it anymore. No. There are too many other people doing the exact same thing. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, a golden rule for <clears throat> marketing or, you know, even getting sales down your pipeline, it's that no like, and trust factor. And if you're trying to build that no like, and trust factor all on your own, it's going to take a much longer strategy period in order to do that, as opposed to, you know, we all know that testimonials are key because it's someone else's words speaking for your expertise. And then when you can also get other experts putting you in their arena, it just, it, it fast tracks that know, like, and trust so much better. Um, and everything that you just said there. 100%. It was just like almost even kind of heartbreaking having a conversation with someone yesterday over a DM. He's an author and he wants to get more exposure and engagement for his book. And he's like, well, all my friends and family are joining my Facebook group. And I'm like, they're not the people who are buying your stuff. Like, it's it's amazing. I love that they're so supportive of you. I'm the opposite. I'm like, Steve, never download any of the podcasts I'm on. Don't join my group. Stay away from my work. But it's amazing that this guy has so many supporters, but you need buyers. Yes, absolutely. And making sure like you're building the audience and the community of your ideal client or else you're just running in circles. N numbers are good to look at, but you want to make sure they're the right numbers that are growing. 100%. We all have to go beyond vanity metrics. There's like, if you're playing the vanity metrics game still, like best of luck. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I have some clients who uh, like have 20,000 followers doing okay. And I have some follower of some clients have 2000 followers and they're freaking killing it. And the, like those numbers don't matter at all anymore. It's, it's how you're building your authority for what you do. And I think if I remember one of the last times we talked, we were saying how it's all well and good to want to grow your followers, but you got to know how to nurture them too. And that's where you're so amazing because people are like, I want more followers. I want more followers. And what are you doing with the followers that you have now? So Lisa helps you get more followers. Sarah helps you make sure that you're doing the right thing with those followers. Yes, absolutely. Um, before we hit record too, we were talking about the difference between content versus visibility, which I don't think a lot of people understand. Would you explain that? Yeah. So I think something that we're hearing so much, and again, it's completely correct. We need to be omnipresent. We need to be showing up on, you know, I think most people typically pick their platforms that they're going to be heavily featured on, but we do need to be creating content. Like we need to nurture the people who are following us, share what we're doing, share our lives with them, create that connection. And we were saying earlier, like there's a difference between putting up content out for the same 300, 1000, 2000 people all the time, but that lead number constantly needs to be growing. So you're being visible to new audiences. So for those of you who haven't maybe logged into your analytics recently, I would encourage you to check how much has my email list grown in the last week? How many new followers have I gotten on Instagram in the last week? How many new people have joined my Facebook group in the last week? And if you're not consistently seeing those numbers going up, you were in a dangerous spot because you're just talking to the same people over and over and over again. So you really do need to have a plan in place and you should be checking in. Like, are my numbers going up consistently? Fantastic. That means I'm getting in front of new people all the time. Cause I think uh, the, what is the conversion rate? Like typically about 2% of your people tend to buy. So I mean, if you're with the same people over and over again, it's not like 2% of that number is keeping buying. You've exhausted it. Get more.
Yes. Um, and, and you dry up your audience. That's the thing, right? You dry up your audience. Algorithms change. People don't see your content anymore. So, you know, building a business and growing it never stops. There's always that that duality of the building and the nurturing um, to make sure that the client list keeps growing. So what is the point of more visibility? Let, let's just dive into that a little bit more. Like I know you, you've been touching on a little bit. So why would somebody want to have more visibility on them and why should they work towards that? Yeah, I think there are two reasons for getting visibility. You're either in a stage where you need more leads who would like to purchase your product. So that's that. So let me give you an example. I'm actually going to see my chiropractor today. They're guys who are clients of mine back in 2015. So they're chiropractors with a brick and mortar business here in Toronto. So they were looking to get more visibility, more people coming into their clinic. So we would focus on doing local TV segments like Rogers stations, all run by volunteers in high school. Like it was not sexy TV, to be honest. And when they did those local segments that aired in their neighborhood, they were able to get people who came into their clinic. And then they ended up doing national TV. And that was huge for brand building. Having the social on their website, being the featured experts who've done multiple episodes was huge. But someone in BC watching can't come to their clinic. So as well and good as it is to get that kind of exposure, it's not actually putting dollars in their bank. So the first thing is to really understand where does it make sense for you to be seen to hit those business goals? Because I know a lot of people are like, I want to be on Forbes, I want to be on Oprah. But if that's not what makes sense for you based on the stage that you're in, then that's just not the right move. So for them, it was about how do we build our visibility so we get foot traffic and people to come in the door. But there's also, I need leads, I want people to buy my product. On the other hand, you might be focusing on authority, just like what we were talking about. So you're already doing okay in business, you've got some clients, it's not like you're like, I need to get in front of people to pay the rent next month. Um, you're, now you're looking to build authority. You want to have a certain name in the industry. There are probably names that you look up to and you would like to be able to connect with them and engage with them. So that's when you start changing your visibility plan to be based around authority. And just like you were saying earlier, it's not necessarily going to turn around tomorrow. It's the truth. It's a longer term game. Um, I always talk to coaches and I'm like, if you saw an ad for six figures in six weeks laying on a beach, like I'm not the person you want to work with. If you want to have a business that's going to last for a few years and you want to learn a skill that you're going to use for six years to come plus that's when it makes sense to work with me so for those people who are looking to be seen as the coach and not just another coach that's when we switch to okay what are the powerful logos that we know aren't necessarily going to drive sales tomorrow but they will change your status and the way that you're seen and for the chiropractor that i mentioned that's what worked for them they had status from being on the social they started winning awards as the best chiropractor in toronto and again being seen in BC doesn't make a huge difference for them, but we were clear, is the purpose to get people in our clinic or is it to establish ourselves as the premier chiropractors in the city? Mm -hmm. That's such a good point. Thank you for really uh, showing that distinction. I mean, even when I was starting my fitness business, like I knew, and I want to dive into like what perception means, because I feel like some people don't really understand that. Um, but it's something I really got from the beginning. And I knew I wanted to be the girl on the cover of the magazine, not just to be on the cover, but to put yourself above um, into a different status than any other fit fitness coach. And when you have like, you know, women's health and, and all those logos on your website, it sets you apart, like what you were saying. And so perception, talk a little bit about that so that people can understand that. Yeah, 100%. So I'm trying to decide which story do I tell the one about me or the one about my client. Let's talk about one of my clients, Cassie, that I work with. So she's a personal trainer and she has a program called Lift Like a Boss. So she helps women lift weights and she was getting out there and she wanted more people to know who she was. She was posting her content 
And however, when she started getting featured on Pop Sugar and Shape and Self, she was able to now update her Instagram bio to say as seen on all these huge names. So that was great in terms of like not only external perception, but how she saw herself. You know, it's like, oh, I'm in these magazines that I read as a kid. I'm the one sending workouts. There was a shift in how she perceived herself as well. But here's what was really cool to see on her Facebook profile one day when I was scrolling. So she got tagged in a post by somebody who was a new client of hers. And this client put up a picture saying, I am so excited to start working with Cassie. And she is the real deal. She has been featured on Shape, on Self, on Pop Sugar, and all these other places. And I'm so excited to work with her. Cassie didn't ask for that post. This client put it up. And now how do you think people are perceiving Cassie? You know what I mean? She's not just talking about, hey, I'm so great. I'm going to help you lift weights. and Your glutes are going to be amazing. Like her client is bragging on her, saying all the places she's been featured. That client's friends are seeing this on their profile. So now she has an ambassador squad. She has people doing the marketing for her. And I think this is a really smart thing that all business owners should want to be putting in place. Who is doing your marketing for you? Who is talking about you and saying how incredible you are? Because that really changes the perceived value. I think an example I often give is, Say someone was looking to hire a life coach. Um, would you hire Joe Blow off the street? If, if money not being an object, would you hire Joe Blow off the street or would you go for Tony Robbins? Oh yeah. The yeah. perception of Tony Robbins, as long as you got the bang for it, that's where you're gonna go. So you gotta build that kind of perception for yourself. So people see you as a leader. So people see you as the expert and not just like somebody else who hung up a digital shingle saying, I've got a coaching business. Yes. Yes. And I think, uh, you know, I know a lot of questions that might be coming up right now is like, well, Lisa, like, how do I do all this? And, you know, stay tuned for those listening because Lisa has an awesome workshop coming up um, to show you how to do this. Um, But before we get to that, you know, I I love how you just explained perception there, because I hear a lot of people, especially in the health and fitness space who value their education um, and the skills that they have for their clients so much that they focus so much on upgrading their education and what they can do for clients and, and almost naive to the fact that just because you have all these credentials doesn't mean that people are going to know who you are. It doesn't mean that that boosts your authority because anyone can go take a class or, or a, a continuing education. And I see a lot of people sitting in the background, waiting for their authority to grow or just waiting for something to happen or thinking that because they are great at what they do, everyone's just going to know that. And unfortunately that's not the case, which, which is why I love marketing because it's really about, or, or PR it's, it's about getting the word out about what you do and having other people vouch for what you do and just increasing that authority so much more. And so and if, can I add one thing on to yeah. that? Yes. Um, it's about having people know who you are, but it's also having them understand what you say. Because as you were sharing that people are upgrading their skills and doing more courses, my experience, and I'm going to call the twins out, the chiropractors on this one here, um, they're so smart at what they do. And they talk at such a high level. I remember in 2015, you know, front-facing cameras starting to come out and stuff. They were like, we want to do a segment on selfie elbow, or not selfie elbow, they want, they want to do a segment on elbow and wrist alignment. And I was like, hey guys, that's boring AF. Like nobody's thinking about that. That's not the language people people are using. However, when Kim Kardashian went to London and took 1500 selfies that week, we were able to take the exact same content, but put it in a way that other people understood, cared about, and was relevant to them. Same message. We didn't have to change it, but what we did was like the same underlying message, but what we did was meet our client where they're at. Mm -hmm. So if you're continuing to get certifications and grow your skill level, make sure that you're not talking at a grade nine level when your clients are at a grade five level, because you guys are just never going to connect. 
So one of the important things is, is not just, you know, talking about how smart you are and talking into science and stuff like you actually have to make sure people understand it too. So a clear message is key. Yes. Thank you for saying that. That's something that I coach on all the time. And I find that it's more difficult for those who they almost hold their self-worth on how smart that they are. And because that they're learning all these new things and they're geeking out over stuff, it doesn't mean that your ideal client is going to geek out over that as well. Um, and I have a perfect example of this. So my, my fitness business took off. I was just a regular girl who actually learned how to get abs and like be in shape, which, you know, you can't really find it's all like that underground information. And so that's how my audience grew so fast and, and how my fitness business started. I went back to school in 2013 for holistic nutrition. And I started talking about arthritis and back pain and like all like the intricate details of like how the digestion worked and hormones and all this like big technical language because I was excited and I was geeking out over it. And it's funny because my Instagram went like crickets for six months. And I was like, I don't understand. I mean, I, I'm smarter. I'm giving higher level education. What the heck is going on? And then I realized, A, my message got too muddied and all over the place. Mm -hmm. And B, they, they, didn't, they didn't care. They didn't care like how the body really worked as opposed to like, hey, Sarah, like how do I use this and how do I like implement this into my life? And I think an important story I'd love to piggyback onto that because I feel like a lot of people might be sitting on the sidelines waiting for one more certification or one more thing to really get out in the game. So again, I always tell way too much about my personal life. So here we go again. Um, I hired a dating and relationship coach. I think it was around 2015, 2016, because I'd been single for a long time, wanted to get into a relationship. So I hired a relationship coach who cost more than a year's worth of rent. Wow. That was a big investment. Never once did I care where she went to school, who certified her. What I knew was that she was really good at getting results. And I saw the testimonials. I saw the things that were happening for her clients. So I was like, all right, we're going to spend rent times two this year and hopefully end up with a partner. And now I'm engaged. So that was a great investment. And again, I didn't care where she went to school or, oh, she doesn't have that latest certification, mm, not hiring her. So I think for those people who are just like waiting and waiting, your clients probably don't care that much. No. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know something that you and I both value is being really clear on your message. And so, you know, when I say to you, you know, Lisa, you need to be clear on your message. What does that mean to you? And how do you explain that to the audience? Because I know that's one of the things that you, you know, really coach on well is making sure that it's communicated really well on what you do and who it's for. Yeah. I think one, one kind of like, litmus test I put in front of my clients is, can you put this on a piece of paper in front of someone or on a website and not explain it? Because I think a lot of the times I'll be like, oh, tell me a little bit about what you do. And they're like, well, and then they go into this whole novel. If you can't say it in a sentence or you can't qualify and explain it, because remember, someone's going to your sales page. If someone's going to your website, you're not there to say on the side, oh, well, blah, 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 and do all these explanations. It's got to be one sentence. It's got to be clear. And ideally, you're going to position yourself in a way that has the other person asking you more about what you do than feeling like, you know, there's a difference between push marketing and pull marketing. Push marketing is when you're like going after it all the time. Hey, this is what I do. This is what I'm about. You want the pull marketing where you're talking and drawing people in and they're asking you questions. What does it look like to work with you? What do the results look like? What's your process? Now you're getting people, you're not talking at people. They are curious. So when you have a clear message, the right, and you articulate it properly in front of the right person, they're going to hear that. And then they will start asking you questions. Um, I think a really good way to, you know, illustrate that is through an example, if I may, I always remember going to a conference in 20, 2017 
lots of personal trainers there. Hi, my name's whatever. I work in fitness. I'm a trainer. That's cool. And I met one woman who I've never been in touch with since, but I always remember her name. It's Martise Moore. And she came up to me and was sharing, I'm a personal trainer who works with marathoners who want to shave 10 minutes off their runtime. I was doing my first half marathon that year. My goal was to do it in 220. Immediately, I was like, okay, well, I'm not a marathoner, but I am running a half marathon. Like, what should I be doing? What does it look like to work with you? And then I started asking her all these questions. So she wasn't marketing to me anymore. I'm interested. So when you can have a clear sentence like that and then have the right people ask you more questions, that's when your message is clear. But if you have a run-on sentence, it's like three or four long, you're getting awkward. Remember also when you're getting awkward articulating what you do, you're not conveying leadership and trust. So the person who's hearing you awkwardly fumble over your words is also having a subconscious dialogue that like, I don't know if I'm going to take out my credit card to work with this person because they seem a little all over the place. Yes. Yeah. You don't want too many questions coming back at you. Oh, I love that example. It's so clear. Like, yeah, if I run marathons and I want to shave 10 minutes off, hell yeah. Like that, that's my coach. It's so clear. And one thing, if I can, sorry, go a little deeper with that. I think a lot of people get a little nervous about the idea of niching. 100%. So when you think about Marty saying, I work with marathon runners, a lot of people are like, oh, that's cool because they're not marathon runners and that's okay. But if you think about like, let's look at it from an abundance perspective. I'm cutting off all these people that I'm a personal trainer I could serve. No, Martise changed it to I'm working with marathon runners. If she looked at all the people who are running marathons in her state, she probably couldn't handle that in her business. It would be too much. If she was working with all the marathoners in her city alone, that would still be a ton. So think about when you dial specifically into your message, you're so clear with your ideal client, but it opens up how many of them are available to you. Like mathematically, if you're someone who works with like moms who've had a baby in the last three months, go look at the statistics about how many people have had babies in the last six months. You don't need to work with every single mom in the world. Yes, I know. There's such a... I don't know if it's like a FOMO or just like this, this fear of, well, if I go too narrow, then I'm not going to reach anybody. And it's so (laughs) counterintuitive because it's the exact opposite. Like, and especially just starting out, you know, anybody listening here, if your business is new, if you're following a small, if you're not getting a lot of eyes on you, you have to narrow down. And I find a lot of people, they're looking at bigger influencers who can talk about a bunch of different things and think like, okay, I want to do fitness and makeup and like DIY stuff and all these different, you know, interests, but you have to build the name for yourself first before you diversify a message. 100%. They got there. They got there and now they're able to do it, but they did not start there. And I think something that's challenging is that we're seeing everybody's like after we're seeing everybody at the final line at the finish line. We're not seeing what they did to have to grow there. So I'm not someone who's like super deep into Amy Porterfield and Marie Forleo, but I'm sure if you went back to their stuff in 2007, it was tighter and it was cleaner. And now they've grown an empire and they have a team and they have marketing teams and say, yeah, that's why they can do all those things. As you're growing, you get to be singular focused. Yes. And I think that's key. People just understanding like what stage are you at in your business and what do you exactly need in that stage in order to grow? Because a lot of people, they'll just spin in circles or be trying to model someone else who's not in their position. And you just end up shooting yourself in the foot at that point. Yeah. I have a, I have a coach that I've worked with in the past and I always hated when she'd say it. Cause I was like, but I want to go further, but I get the point in it. She'd always say, stay in the step you're in stay in the step you're in. I think a lot of confusion and overwhelm comes from, well, I need to do this and this and this. 
just be singular focus. What step are you on right now? Okay, I need to focus on getting in front of new people. What are you doing consistently every single week? Are you pitching at least five podcasts every week? Are you reaching out to people who would have you on their podcast or mail for you? Like, make it that simple. And I swear to God, if someone looks at the simplicity of that, they're gonna be like, oh, I'm not doing that. It can be that simple. It doesn't need to be a big, shiny, crazy plan. Like it, I think even for myself, I'm learning every day, the smallest little things add up to the biggest results. Sending an email saying, hey, Sarah, I'd love to chat with you about some stuff I'm working on creates results. And that was nothing to do in the time in the moment. But I want everyone to think about what are the little actions I'm taking daily and are they adding up to something big? Because if you're watching 20 webinars and not like putting them into practice, of course you're spinning. How could you not be? It's not your fault. You just need a path to follow. Yeah. Um, And there's so much information out there. And I get this question all the time, like, should I do this or should I do that? And I'm like, yeah, like it's all good at like, you know, when the brand like comes together and all the wheels are moving, but like what you said, like understanding the stage that you're in and don't skip steps. Like that's something so key that Joe and I coach our clients is don't skip steps. It's like someone who hasn't been eating well for like a decade and they've been been dieting and, and all they do is go to the extreme. Well, those extremes never last because they're skipping steps. Why don't you try just getting some whole food and, and removing the processed food, like small, get more water into your body every single day. It's, it's those minute, minute little things that add up that actually create the biggest results. 100%. I feel like, you know, it's time for a book drop. Like if you haven't read Atomic Habits or listened to it, add that to the list. Cause it's such a key book. Yes. Yes. Um, the compound effect too is is a really good book that I absolutely love. Atomic habits. I've actually never read that book that I like that one. It's by James clear. And it talks about like how, just like we're talking about the small steps add up, but what I like in that one, he adds like how you work it into your schedule. So it's not like, okay, this morning I'm going to exercise. It's like, no, it's 7am. I'm going to do this kettlebell routine after I have poured my hot water with lemon. I've already queued it up on the YouTube. I just need like, you know what I mean? He actually shows you like how you put it into your day and factor it in as opposed to like, this is a good idea and I'm going to get to doing it. Like, no, no, no. He gives you the steps to like, you're going to actually put it into practice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how many times, like I've found this too, like with girlfriends, like if I don't plan something with like a friend or could my friend Emma and I, we, uh, every time I see her or talk on, on zoom, we plan our next date. Cause if it doesn't get planned and put in my schedule, it usually doesn't get done. And we have all these things of like, Oh, I want to do this and I want to do that. And that would be good. And I should be doing that. Um, but if you aren't putting in your schedule, then sometimes it just doesn't get done. Oh, I, I don't know about you, but I live and die by my calendar. So oh, like girl, you, yeah, <laughs> just like you with my girlfriends, it's like, okay, when are we going for a walk? Like send me a calendar invitation or it doesn't happen. And like, I think the same way we're talking about doing that with external people in our lives, we get to do that internally with ourselves. So are you making an appointment on your calendar? That's unbreakable to be working on your marketing and visibility, or is that like a negotiable? And if something else comes up, you will do that other thing. Because yeah. you need to be putting it on the calendar and taking it seriously and doing it. I, yeah, I, I really feel like people are looking for this big thing that's going to work for them. And it's really like the little strategic daily steps and actions that you're putting in that truly yield a result. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, like you don't just wake up one day and your business is at a different level or you have a, a different body. It, it's it's such a slow accumulation that adds up. And and then once you get that momentum, it becomes a lot easier. But it's it's taking those first steps. And so I know you have an awesome workshop coming up that will, that is going to wrap up everything in this conversation and be able to take people deeper on how do you actually get into other people's networks and what is that strategy and what are those first steps? So please tell us about this workshop. 
I'm so excited to be hosting this. So I'm hosting a two-day workshop. It's called Get the Word Out Workshop. It's happening on May the 26th and the 27th. And what we're doing on those two super intensive days is getting really clear on who is the person that you need to get in front of? Where are they even paying attention? Okay, great. Now that we know who we need to get in front of and where they are, how do we get in there and what's the message we need to do? So we're actually going to be workshopping together. What is your clear messaging you're going to be putting out there? Where do you want to get seen? We're even going to get clear on, you know, at the end of December 2021, what happened this year? Where do you want to be? And then once you know where you want to be seen, you have that clear message. I'm really excited to share with people how to create their own signature processes. So as a coach, you can't just say, okay, we're going to do A and B and C and D. No, most coaches have like, okay, you're going to, this is a clear path you're going to take. This is the method, the formula, the framework. People are actually going to leave with one of their own. And then they're also going to know how do you actually amplify, get on IGTVs, Facebook lives, or traditional media. So really what my goal is with the workshop is to figure out where are people at individually and help them each come up with a personalized plan so they're not spinning in circles that they actually understand this is who I need to know this is what I need to say and this is what I need to do to actually get in front of new people awesome awesome and who would this workshop be perfect for yeah, that's a great question. So this is intentionally designed for online coaches. So if you have an online offer, whether it's a course, a program, a service coaching, that's who it's going to support. I do have a handful of people who are jumping in that are from product-based businesses. So you can definitely join this. There are some angles that will work more for you or less for you, but essentially anybody who registers for the workshop, I'm actually getting in touch with them to find out what do you need from this so I can make sure it caters to them. So I had a few people tell me, hey, Lisa, this is what I do. So now as I'm teaching it, I can say, okay, for those of you who are working on products, this is what you want to work on. For those of you who are coaches, this is what you want to do. Primarily coaches, but hey, if you want to get the word out about your business, you will absolutely leave with some nuggets that will serve you for decades to come. Yes. Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, so anybody listening here who wants that increased visibility, if your audience isn't growing, if you want to actually stand out from all the other coaches who are like you and have that authority and, you know, be able to, and, and it's not just talking about social media. It's like, how do you get those, um, publicized names on your website and how do you, you know, amplify the brand, right? Like how do you increase the status of your brand? And, and that's one thing Joe and I talk about is like, if I was to look at your brand, like what is that status? Like how, how are people looking at you? What is their opinion of you? Are there other people who trust you and, and you're building that know, like, and trust faster. And so Elisa's going to help you do all of that. And she's, she's wonderful. You spoke at our summit. You've been part of our mastermind. We've, we've uh, had quite an awesome relationship over the past couple of years. So I love everything that you do and everyone coming into that is going to leave with so, so, so much value. Yeah. So everybody who wants to hit up the workshop, I would love to invite you to check it out. I, I love the URL that I came up with for it. Finally, get the word out.com. So if you're ready to finally get the word out about your business, just head over to finallygettheword.com. I'll invite you to sign up for the workshop and you and I will actually DM one another to figure out what you need to get out of this. Cause I don't want you to give me two days of your time and feel like it's been wasted. Mm -hmm. I want to make a massive difference for you. So my intention with this workshop is that it's way better than the last course anybody's ever bought. Yeah. That's the key too. I think we all, we sign up for free things all the time. And there's masterclasses and challenges and workshops happening. Um, but I love that you're catering it specifically to people and that you want to make sure that they walk away with their game plan. Yeah. Wonderful, Lisa. Anything else for us today as we wrap up? 
I think the one thing that I pretty much say at the end of every interview that I do is not just like, oh, this is a great page of notes that I've just taken. Like, what is one thing from this conversation that you can put into practice? Is it actually going back and looking at your numbers of growth over the last week? Is it to actually do that list of what are five podcasts I'm going to reach out to? Is it asking one person to share what you're doing? But whatever it is, don't just like, oh, that was a nice podcast. Take one action step and put into practice. That's the thing that's going to determine whether or not your business moves. So it's all up to you from here. Put something into play. Mm -hmm. I love that. That reminded me of like something that Joe and I preach is, you know, consumption versus creation. Like we're, we're so inundated with, you know, awesome podcasts like this and YouTube channels and blogs and, and content, right. But how much of that are you consuming and how much of that are you actually putting into creation for your life, which is so key. Um, you, I, one of the things I tell a lot of my clients too, is be careful how much you are consuming and even do like a purge, like yep. don't consume for like an entire month and actually put some of those practices to use for yourself or else why the heck are you just listening and listening and learning and learning without actually actioning. Totally. I don't know if anyone here is like me, but I think about when I sign up for different workshops and they have the little worksheets, like I'm paying attention to the content, but I'm like, I don't need to do the worksheet. I'm good. I need to do the worksheet. So <laughs> yeah. 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 How many, com- how many conferences have you been to and you walk away with like a notebook full of stuff and then you find that notebook like two years later stuffed into a drawer. No, that will not move you forward at all. Yeah. So find the one action step, put it into practice. And that's the momentum starting to build. And Hey, you get that one step going, listen to the episode again. What's step number two. There's a lot of free nuggets in here that you can put into practice. that are going to make a difference to your business today. Wonderful. So finally get the word out.com. That's go, it. Sign, go sign up for Lisa's workshop and you can jam with her for two days and uh, start getting more visibility and amplifying your brand. Wonderful. Sarah, thank, you. thank you so much for this conversation. I always love chatting with you and it was really cool to like talk about the various distinctions. So I, people have, I hope that people have a really clear understanding between the difference for content and visibility of how important, how people perceive you is and how you perceive yourself too. Yes. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Lisa. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. You freaking rock. I love our community. I would love for you to join me over on Instagram. It is my favorite platform to hang out in. And if we're not connected, just find me, sarah.fennel. And I would also love for you to take a screenshot of this episode that you're listening to here today and throw in your stories, tag me, let me know what resonated with you the most. It helps me create more content for you moving forward. And always remember that we are in this together.